Happy Friday, everyone. Friday, August 19, Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. Very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And Penrith are the minor premiers for the fourth time in the club's history. The second time in three years after a cracking game of footy last night at a core stadium. 26-22. They got there, the Panthers, courtesy of a late Liam Martin try after. Well, they led 20-12, and then the Bunnies scored a couple of tries there and actually led 22-20 with eight minutes to go. Then a penalty goal, and then the try at the end. Loz, morning to you, mate. Gee, that was a good game of footy last night. Yeah, it was good, you know, just what we expect coming up to the semi-finals, and it had that semi-final atmosphere about it. Uh, both teams looked as though they could have won that contest, but well done to Penrith, as you mentioned. That's their second minor premiership in three years. Ivan Cleary's done a terrific job in building this squad. Uh, they currently sit four games uh, in front of anyone else on that competition table. Uh, the Rabbitohs currently in fifth, and, you know, their struggles for a top four uh, might be on be be beyond them now, but um, yeah, depending on what happens with the storm, uh, obviously tonight when they take on the Brisbane Broncos. But yeah, I thought it was a quality game of football. Both teams missed plenty of opportunities. Liam Martin, in the end, was the hero, scoring that try with only a couple of minutes to go. But he bombed probably two tries that he he, he should have had. Uh, unfortunately, though, um, he, he didn't get to cross the stripe on three occasions, but what he was able to do was score the match-winning try. And the Panthers, they have shown they've got plenty of fight left in them, even though they are missing a couple of key players. I think they get a couple back next weekend. So they're building nicely towards the final series. Brad from Broadbeach on the text line already. Morning, men. I suggest Latrell look over his shoulder. Cleary, Luai and Fisher-Harris are coming. As for your man, Damien Cook being Kangaroos hooker, Coruscant, Grant and Hunt say, hold my beer. I thought Cookie was good last night, but uh, in a losing cause. Morning to you, pup. How's your Friday morning? morning boy. We're going to have to get your uh, audio sorted here, pup, so you can talk to me and our listeners. But we will sort that out shortly. But, uh, Loz, while we're getting at, Clarkie's audio sorted. Uh, you, you mentioned Liam Martin, those two tries, but uh, still, I thought he was pretty influential last night considering that ankle injury he had last week. I can't believe he played, you know. The way he limped off the field last week against the Melbourne Storm, I thought he was a 1,000 to 1 to turn up this weekend, and I thought it was a bit of a furphy when they actually named him in the team. But what he does do, he gives you enthusiasm and he plays at 100 mile an hour. So everything that Liam Martin does is with plenty of energy. And he did that again last night, whether it was carrying the football or whether it was defence. Um, you know, and he, he also started with Mitch Kenny last night, Ivan Cleary. Appy Coruscant came on um, after about 20 minutes. Um, and I think, you know, he's just sort of tinkering with his team a little bit and giving people a run before the finals. Um, but their completion rate was high. South Sydney, you know, they they conceded plenty of yardage through the middle. But one thing South do have, they have plenty of attack. They've just got to make sure that they step up defensively, be a bit tighter around the middle, and they'll trouble anyone with the ability to move the football. Um, they were they were troubling uh, Penrith in that first half in particular. I think they had six line breaks to nil in that first 40 minutes. Um, and, and they looked very dangerous. And they looked as though they were going to do it with ease, but Penrith, uh, they just show what a, a magnificent team they are. They, they they play with plenty of enthusiasm. They've got a bit of toughness about them, uh, and I thought it was a, a pre- impressive performance uh, given that they did have 
um, you know, Fisher-Harris, uh, Luai, uh, and also Nathan Cleary missing. And, and Dylan Edwards at the back of the field just continues to impress and gets himself heavily involved each week for Penrith. And they missed him last weekend, but I thought, again, last night he was terrific. Take two, Pup Morty. See how we go. Yes. Now. Is that better? Woo-hoo. Morning, guys. Uh, morning to our listeners. Yeah, it was. A, well, I watched the first half and then fell asleep. But, um, yeah, for me, it's just the Panthers nowhere near full strength, yet still beating, you know, one of the teams that we're talking about being in that grand final or a chance of being in that grand final um, against them. So, yeah, oh, I don't know how you knock the Panthers over. You know, minor premiers, I guess the only way they can lose that GF is the pressure, Mm. the expectation, um, the fact that, you know, for mine, they, it's it's theirs to lose, not the other way around. So, you know, there's a lot that comes with that. Can they handle that one moment on that big stage, which they've done before? Um, They should be in a better place this year than they have been the last three years. But uh, only time will tell. But, yeah, they um, geez, they were good. And Rabbits were good as well. It was a good game of footy. Great game of footy. And, uh, Loz, just looking at the table, it's uh, you look at that loss for South. Gee, I'll tell you what, this is one that could really come back to bite them because they win that. They're right in the top four picture. By the end of the weekend, should the Broncos beat the Storm tonight, the Eels beat the Dogs, and the Roosters beat the Tigers by 10-plus points, all of a sudden the Bunnies will be eighth. At the end of the weekend. So that is just the nature of the congestion in that sort of uh, back half of the eight and around the top four spot even. that This final series could potentially be one of the all-timers. Yeah, and you know they're not home and hosed uh, just yet either in terms of making the f- semi-finals. I mean, they've got the Cowboys, South Sydney, and then they've got the Roosters. Oof. So if they, if they lose those two games and the Raiders continue to win and improve therefore and against, you, you just don't know. So that's why every two points is so valuable at this time of the year. So the the Bunnies have a tough run home. Uh, most of the teams play each other in that top eight um, and it, it might come back to haunt them because I thought they were good enough to win last night, um, but they just didn't execute as well as what they should have. And they made critical errors at big moments and Penrith, they just showed that there's a real steel about them, which they've discovered and learnt over the last couple of years as a good football team. They believe in each other, and they just keep going until the 80th minute. And if you're not prepared to do that, then you won't get a victory against them. It's a very important game, actually, for Melbourne tonight as well, because if Melbourne can win against the Broncos tonight, it, it puts a four-point gap between themselves... Uh, than the Roosters and the Broncos. And if the Roosters win, they go to 28. So it puts a four-point gap between the Roosters also with Melbourne. Um, And then you've got the Eels, who play the Bulldogs, but they've still got a tough run home, the Bulldogs. I think they've got to play the Broncos in the Melbourne Storm. So you'd think if Melbourne can win tonight, um, they'll nearly virtually assure themselves as a top-four finish. Yeah, be getting there, wouldn't they? Uh, for sure. So what a cracking end of the season we've got. And the grand final at long last. It's been decided. Good result. It's going to be here. This year. Good result. And then, I'm all for this. I've been saying for a long time. Make it Super Bowl style. Sell it to the highest bidder. Travel it around. Well, they're going to, aren't they? That's going to happen. Made that very clear. Yep, because uh, they couldn't come to an agreement over Mm. 
suburban stadium funding and therefore the NRL said to the state government, well, if you're not going to give us the millions for that, we're going to sell this grand final to the highest bidder going forward, starting from next year. And I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what side of the fence I sit on with this. I can understand the frustration um, from the NRL after really being promised, um, you know, a certain amount of money to upgrade um, grounds and things like that. But you can understand where, you know, the reasons for them not getting that money now, where that money's gone and um, obviously after the floods trying to help out there. So it's a tough one. But, yeah, look, I don't know. I think a big part of me loves the tradition of the grand final being in Sydney Um, and obviously a lot more teams in New South Wales than there are are in, in Queensland and obviously the one team in Melbourne. But, yeah, who knows? Like, Queensland hosted it last year and did a great job. Mm. And we were all for that, obviously, because of COVID in, in New South Wales. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't see the ground as, you know, as you mentioned yesterday, you know, it hasn't got that aura like the MCG for the AFL not Grand Final. Even, not even close. But, but, what, but, the, but the state does. Mm. So the Grand Final being in New South Wales, there is history and tradition there. The AFL Grand Final being in Melbourne, forget being at the MCG, but being in Melbourne, to me, that should never change. Um, so I think I think I see it like that. I think I still think it should be in New South Wales. Um, but we're moving with the times, aren't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once again, another example, cash is king. Whoever's going to pay the most amount of money is going to get it. Oh, very off topic. I'm just seeing on the Today Show here, sometimes Clarky, Aussies overseas. Blokes have been fined for surfing in the canals in Venice. <laughs> Aussies, of course. As we do. <laughs> As serious. we do. Now, when you go overseas, sometimes you can just pick the Aussie straight away. Yeah, you're doing something stupid. You're yeah. Australian. <laughs> Unreal. But, Loz, with the grand final situation, uh, 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 the key is going forward. If you're going to do what the NRL is seemingly going to do by selling it off to the highest bidder, y- you've got to have the fans know... At the start of the season, at the very least. So, you I mean, you look at it in, over in the NFL, they know Super Bowl venues about four years for the next four years. We can't yeah. have this situation. I know yeah. this year no, was No, but unique. it was all different because of the, the agreement that they had yeah. with the government and the government reneging. So that's where the NRL have got their back up. I mean, it was always going to be in Sydney until that deal was taken off the table. So I, I understand the, the NRL's point of view in that regard. Um, I am... Look, I'm, I'm like Clarkie. I, I, I prefer it to be in Sydney. And I, I'm only talking about my own preference here because of when I played. And to me, it always just felt like semi-final time when you you came to Sydney and you ran down the tunnel at the, the footy stadium uh, compared to playing a, a home final. And I, and I get that the times have changed. Um, so I am open to taking the game. But I, I'd probably like to see it taken every say, two or three years. And taken anywhere, Loz, or taken only to Queensland? Like, are, are we are we okay if there's a grand final in Perth? No footy, yeah. no leagues played there all year, yet they're the Optus Stadium, they're the highest bidder for that one grand final. Are we happy with that? I'm not well, sure think, I'm happy with that. No, yeah, prob- probably not. But I, I think where it's at at the moment, it's down to revenue and it's down to, you know, the, the amount of money that the clubs can make out of, hosting a grand final because, you know, the, the money obviously goes to the NRL, which distribute it back to the clubs. Um, and, you know, if, if they're getting a bit more in their kicker, then they'd be happy for it. But I, I, I'd hate to see, you know, Sydney only get a grand final every 
five or six years, something like that. I, I think if if you looked at maybe every second year, um, you auctioned the, the grand final off. But again, it'll come down to what governments are prepared to pay. And I think we read yesterday where Queensland were prepared to pay a lot of money over a 10-year period to have at least three grand finals being played there leading into the Olympics in 2032. So it's a, it's a difficult one, but I think they've made it clear to the New South Wales government that if you want the grand final to stay here in Sydney, you're going to have to put your hands in your pocket. And it is front page of the Daily Telegraph as well today. It's ours for now. The New South Wales government has succeeded this year, but this is only for one year from next year on. The NRL grand final is on the table, Peter Volandis. What about how he described Dominic Perrottet, the state uh, premier as well? He called him a very good human being, but added... Don't have a bet with him because if he win, he won't pay you. Ouch. <laughs> it was quite complimentary to the Queensland Premier as well. Yeah, very complimentary. <laughs> but the thing about this, fellas, if there's an election in New South Wales in what March next year, yeah. I mean, this could all change again. Yeah. If there's a change in government, they might, you know, put $200 billion, say they're going to stay to the, the NRL. No, 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 we, we'll you know, fund the, the stadium upgrades, etc., And then it could all be back on the table. Mm. So that could all change next year. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it could. And we're none the wiser. But, you know, Peter Volandis is a tough negotiator. He wants the best for the sport, as we all do, if you're a rugby league supporter. And he will get what's right for the sport because we know how tough a negotiator he is. He's not backing down. Uh, he was able to get more money out of the New South Wales government. So, look, this has got a bit to play out, but I'd expect uh, New South Wales or whoever receives the grand final over the next few years to be paying plenty for it. Uh, Now, back pages of the papers, same headline, Telegraph and the Herald off the back of the game last night. Minor miracle is the headline there, the back page of the Australian. Martin match winner ensures minor title after the 26-22 win for the Panthers last night, securing the JJ Gilton and Shield. Uh, what about the back page of the Australian? Loz, this situation with Essendon, I mean, just talking about coaches in general, spare a thought for Ben Rutten this yeah, weekend. How bad. Uh, Clarkson regrets making life tough for coaches affected by his call. Now, down south, there's uh, just, well, there's now two clubs absolutely clamouring for one of the great modern coaches in Alastair Clarkson, four premierships there at Hawthorne. So the Essendon coach, Ben Rutten, at this stage, is coaching against Richmond tomorrow night. Last game of the season, of course, in the AFL before the finals. Certainly the last game in the Bombers' season. And yet, he, here is his club trying to get Alistair Clarkson as coach. I mean, there's a chance he, he doesn't even know, as, as of this morning, Loz, whether he's going to be, even be coaching tomorrow night. But at this stage, he is. Yeah, Horrendous. I don't like the way he's been treated. Horrendous. It's, 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 it's not right the way that he's had to conduct himself over the last couple of days with all this talk about Alistair Clarkson. But I will say this. I will say this. Essendon have underperformed. And if you've got someone like Alistair Clarkson on the open market, they needed to have that conversation. But they also needed to tell Ben Rutten where he stood rather than just leading him on and letting him find out throughout the press what's actually happening at that footy club. I, I, I don't like it, but I, I can understand why Essendon would make a play 
at him. I guess the issue there at Essendon this week is the fact they've had a change in president. I mean, it's just absolute turmoil at that club changeover. And at the same <laughs> hey, time, it's... they're trying to land the biggest coaching fish in the game. Oh, you can you can be coach as long as we don't get our plan A. <laughs> what a slap in the face. I would it... tell him to go jam it. Yeah, it's so, harsh, oh, okay, if it? we don't get Clarkson, then I would like you to stay for next year. Mate, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's What an embarrassment. Oh. Don't come to me and tell me I'm a plan B. I'm trying to coach your team. Like, what about all the supporters, all the – what about hard work I've put in for, you know, for this club and you treat me like that? I would tell them to go and stick it where the sun don't shine. Yeah, it's very Whether you get Clarkson or not, bad luck. Mm. I'm out of here. Uh, Now, also – slap in the face. Well, you you adopted the Bombers this year. You and your mate two-metre Peter. then I'm fuming at them. I still like (laughs) two-metre Peter. I like the players. I reckon the way they're treated their coach is disgraceful. Yeah, you got to feel for him. We'll talk about the All Blacks. And how embarrassing is it going to be if they don't get Clarkson? Well, exactly. Mate, what a joke. What I'm do they t- say to Ben Rutten then? Mate, if, if I was Ben Rutten, I'd be, here you go, stick this contract where, where the sun don't shine. And pay I'm me out. out. Yeah, and give him my cash. <laughs> uh, back pages of the Herald and the Australian as well, Pup. I'll tell you what, <laughs> Cricket Australia, could they bend over backwards any further for, you know, on a case-by-case basis? basis to get these players to play in the Big Bash. So the headline in the Herald, uh, Warner on board, but Smith set to brush bash. Uh, back page of the Australian Lynn and CA closing on Big Bash deal. So this is what's going on. Steve Smith has declined signing with the Sydney Sixers. He wants to see whether he needs a break at the time. Uh, Cricket Australia, they reportedly won't lock him out this time if he wants to play like they did last summer. Uh, David Warner is set to be topped up to play for the Sydney Thunder just so he doesn't put in an application to go and play in the UAE T20 League. And Chris Lynn's set to be allowed to go to the UAE after playing about half of the big bash with the Adelaide Strikers. Now, Chris Lynn's an interesting case because he's not signed by anyone. And something somewhere... Uh, says that he needs to get approval by Cricket Australia, even if he's not signed. No. Anyway, he would have... Can't be right. The, the indications are he would have taken Cricket Australia to court for Definitely. a straight of trade. Definitely. So I think there's three different situations here. I, I think how it should be is very black and white to me. If you want to represent Australia, you have to play in an Australian domestic competition. If you want to play Test Cricket for Australia, you've got to play Shield Cricket for someone. If you want to play 2020 Cricket, if you want to play in the World Cup then you've got to play 2020 cricket for one of the franchises. It's a simple solution. Very clean. Hmm? David Warner, I think, does want to keep playing 2020 cricket for all the franchises around the world, but I think he wants to, I think he wants to keep playing 2020 cricket for Australia as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does sign a deal. Steve Smith, on the other hand, I think this 2020 World Cup, if he's selected, will be his last. I think he'll retire from 2020 cricket. So he mightn't want to sign to play in the BBL because the World Cup's over before the Big Bash and that allows him time to, like he's, like you said, just rest and just concentrate on one-day cricket and test cricket for Australia. Smitty's, and he'll still play in IPL. That might be his only 2020 league. But So the David Warner and Steve Smith's situation very different based on when this World Cup is, which is October 13 till November 13, before the BBL starts. That's what I think Smitty's doing. Chris Lynn, fair mate, play on. He's not contracted to any state or to Cricket Australia. He's a free agent to go and play in any league he wants around the world. Signed for individual leagues around the world. Cricket Australia cannot stop him going. If he decides to play in the BBL, 
then he's already sounds like he's already signed his deal in the UAE, which I think starts January fifteen until February fifteen. That tournament is. I think it's January six to February twelve. I read yesterday. Okay, UAE, the new UAE. The new UAE. Okay, so yeah. he's going to play the stuff if he does sign with mm. BBL. He'll only be available for the first half, yeah. and then he's got to obviously honour his UAE contract, which, again, Chris Lynn's probably on, I'm guessing, in the UAE, let's say he's on $600,000 for a four-week tournament, where BBL, an eight-week tournament, he might be on $200,000. So you can understand for him, who's not contracted to any state or Cricket Australia, he's just going to go for the highest bidder. So three very different situations, and I reckon the first two are dictated by, do they want to keep playing for Australia after this World Cup? Chris Lynn, Cricket Australia can't do a thing. Free agent. All I know is for all the fast food cricket fans, you've got it coming. Left, right and centre. Get your cheeseburgers, get your popcorn chicken. All around the world, there it'll be. 24-7 now, Mido. Yep. 10 ball competitions will be next. Yep. 15 balls. Well, there's a 10 over comp. We'll all bat left-handed. Yep. Oh, seriously. Is yeah, there, there an, is, is a 10 it, over comp. Yeah. Is there 100? an over 40s? Oh. Veterans? Come out of retirement, eh? Well, only, I think I've got five <laughs> overs in me. How many zeros <laughs> need to be on that contract? I can field for five. I can bat for five. <laughs> Can't be the media manager.